Hello, and welcome to Dad Educates Daughter, Series 4, Episode 6. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Dad. How are you this week? I'm good. I'm guessing you are, because you had Michael Jackson. I had a great week. Like I say, we could have just done a whole episode on Michael Jackson. So, was there any songs that you hadn't heard of his? No. No. Really? You'd heard them all? Yeah. I love Michael Jackson. There was only one that I had heard of, but I don't listen. Like, I don't really listen to it. So, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this song. So, one of them, so there was, well, no, there was two. One of them was Get It with Stevie Wonder. Mm-hmm. Um, Which and you only the had other... last week. Yeah, and then the other one was Farewell, My Summer, My Summer Love. They were the only two that I didn't know as well, but I know them. Um, so, yeah, knew every single one. And I'll let you know, with Michael Jackson this week, what I have done. Because it was so hard talking about Michael Jackson's songs. I was like, I don't know what else to say. I just love them. So I've ranked them. I'm going to let you know. So there's 24 songs that you've given me of Michael Jackson's. I'm going to let you know where I've ranked them. One to 24. Okay, I look forward to that. Anyway, before we get on to Michael Jackson. Yeah. We did have some other artists as well for you to uh, discuss. So just to remind everyone, Michael Jackson, Jermaine Jackson, Eric Carmen, Peter Satira. And Angry Anderson. Yeah. Look. Do you know one thing many... I found difficult? Yeah. What? This. This. How many number ones? How many number ones? <laughs> I don't know. I see this week has been hard because obviously Michael Jackson took a lot of my time up. Um yeah. but also the other bar Jermaine Jackson. I recognised all of the other songs. So the only songs I had no I had never heard before were Jermaine Jackson's this week. Um so it makes it harder for me because as we know, when I recognise a song, especially if it's of lesser known people, they're more than likely gonna be a higher hit. But because I've only had like one or two, they can't be a number one because you can't have a number one and then not follow up. So I wanna say only Michael Jackson had number ones. But I didn't even take a guess because in my head I'm like, oh yeah, about twenty. Okay. Probably about twenty is number one. So I don't know. Let's go with four. Um. So there were four number ones. Oh, so I've got the number right, even though I've just taken yeah. a guess. Yeah. I'm not. Which guessing. four songs would you like to see as number ones? Oh, no, because that'll give away your four. I'll give away my top would... four. Yeah, okay, well, we'll, we'll go on. Mm-hmm. We'll see what your top four is and if end we're number ones then. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, do, yeah. Okay. So, let's talk music. Let's talk Michael Jackson. Now, just so you know, I, have, I haven't wrote a book on Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, we've already discussed the Jackson 5, so yeah. I've literally just picked up from there, and but I haven't gone... You know who and Michael Jackson is. I was going to say, um, unless, even... Uh, most of our listeners, I'd expect, yeah, will yeah. know, or both of them, 
would probably know but um yeah but yeah so um you, when i go through it you're obviously not gone into depth yeah so obviously he's the king of pop so his genre is pop um i just think he's a musical genius one thing that i don't know about him is whether he was a songwriter like whether he wrote any of his own songs i feel like he didn't but i don't know um his music can do no wrong in my eyes uh i think a misunderstood man soon i just love him and he's got such a variety of songs and some of his songs tackle some big topics and i think that's what i love about him just that through a song he doesn't go too political he doesn't go too one way or another he just does it through music in a really light-hearted way but with a big message um he has some iconic videos and was crazy i've never realized because i've obviously never watched his videos in an order either so watching like his videos in order is just how crazy and how different he looks as time goes on within bleaching his skin and how he had so much work done over time but also how quickly it goes on um so yeah but one thing that was very weird was like halfway through his stuff uh what song was it i want you back that was from when he was younger so i'm like why is that given so far down did they not release that at a certain time was it a re-release so okay so regarding michael jackson firstly writing his own songs he did now even i'm surprised at that because i didn't think he did yeah i didn't think he did um so he wrote bad he wrote another part of me he wrote beat it okay he wrote billy jean nice he wrote black or white he wrote can you feel it dirty diana um and then he's written some that you didn't have but they're ones that are known dangerous from the dangerous album yeah um and earth song oh i like Earth song i did think i'd get Earth song but i don't know when that was released but so he's kind of written the ones that are kind of like the big topics in a sense he's written some ones with some big meaning behind him but also you can tell that the more personal ones are in there can't you right so michael jackson born in gary indiana or from gary indiana and he's been active in the music business since 1964 as we know through the jacksons or jackson Mm -hmm. five as he was in um he's um pop soul funk r&b blues rock disco so pretty much covers it all everything which it would if you think when he's been in the business since the 60s Mm. yeah um so he's a singer songwriter um and some would say a performer as well yeah um so michael started out as the youngest member of the jackson five with his brothers in their family group as we've discussed at length Mm -hmm. in 1972 michael had developed from a child performer to a teen idol 
and started to release solo albums with the record label Motown, which is the record label that the Jackson 5 were with. Um, so Michael released four albums between 72 and 75 and maintained his ties with Jackson 5, where he'd become the lead singer. So he was doing both. Yeah, yeah. Because obviously hence under the same label. Yeah. Um, and it was Michael Jackson was the main draw for the Jackson 5 then. So he was starting to out outgrow the, the Jackson 5 in a sense. Yeah. He had his own fan base now. Um, his first solo single was number one. That, well, sorry, his first solo single that was number one um, came in 1972, and it was Ben. Oh, I love that song. So, he's Jackson well Five in that. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I say, 1972. Mm. So, Jackson Five left Motown in 1975 to sign with Epic Records, and they renamed themselves the Jacksons, with younger brother Randy joining the group to replace Jermaine Jackson, who had stayed with Motown to pursue his own solo career. Right. And it was around that time then that Michael left, because in, well, in 1977, mm. Michael moved to New York to star as the Scarecrow in The Wiz, a musical film alongside Diana Ross. Oh. I guess, based on The Wizard like of Wizard Oz, of hence Bo The yeah. Wiz. Yeah. yeah. Um, the film was a box office failure. Um, and it was while in New York, Michael heard early hip-hop, which was to influence his beatboxing on future tracks. So he took what he'd learned so while he was in there listening to other to that like the music in mm. america's big yeah and as we've already said you know, know you can be country in one part of america one state heavy and metal rock and, and roll and heavy metal yeah in another and yeah. obviously um hip-hop in as this was new york so he heard it early on and he i took did that not know the beatbox so yes he took the beatbox sound for future tracks. So in 1978, Michael broke his nose doing a dance routine which affected his breathing and would later affect his career. Oh, no. I did not know that's how. Oh. Oh, uh, yeah. So is but that he's... why his voice changed a bit then? Well, I don't know because. There was, I mean, I don't know how true some of the stories were because obviously he had a lot of plastic surgery. Was... People said like he melted his nose, and there was all little, all these yeah, stories because you know. But no, but from going by this, and you know, not everything you see on the internet is, no. is right. Um, but you know, he, if we all know he was, as I said, a performer, and he liked to do his dance, and we all know about the moonwalk. Yeah, so he may well have been trying to copy some of the hip hop. Rolling just, when they roll around on their backs and slip yeah. flip over and that, and you could quite easily see that he would break his nose even while practicing. So it is very um, believable. feasible, believable. Yeah. Yes. Mm. So Michael's fifth album, Off the Wall, in 1979, established him as a solo performer and helped him from the bubblegum pop of his youth 
to more complex sounds. So the success of Off the Wall also saw the end of him going as back to the family group and Michael never performed as part of the Jacksons. Never again, like not even... Well, not the Jacksons. Remember, they were the Jackson 5. Oh. Then they became the Jacksons and he never performed with them under the name Jacksons. Right. Okay. Only the Jackson 5. Yeah, yeah. He also left Motown and joined Epic Records, which surprisingly was where the Jackson 5 had gone. Yeah. So Off the Wall reached number three on the Billboard 200, the album chart, and sold over 20 million copies worldwide. Believe it, heck. In 1980, Jackson won three American Music Awards for his solo work. Favourite Soul Stroke R&B Album. Favourite Soul Stroke R&B Artist, Male Artist. And Favourite Soul Stroke R&B Single. Or Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Oh, okay. He also won a Grammy for Best R&B male vocal performance. Again, on Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, the single was his second number one in the US. Okay. And I did almost give you it, but I just thought you had too many because it was literally 79. You don't it need was probably to. still in the charts oh, no. in 1980. Mm, probably. Um, but it's like you also don't need to give me, like you asking, is there any that I didn't know? Me saying I know all of them. I know that one. And um, it was the same with the title track, Off the Wall. I could mm. have given you that as well. Um, despite the awards and sales, Jackson himself felt Off the Wall should have made a bigger impact and was determined to exceed expectations with his next release. So, in 1980, Jackson secured the highest royalty rate in the music industry when agreeing 37% of wholesale album profit. Wow. That's so still not a lot, though, album, So, when they... No, I mean, when you think about it, yeah. but he's already... I mean, when you're under contract, you get an... As far yeah. as I know, you get, like, an advance anyway. Yeah. So, he's also it. secured himself with another 30% of any profit. Yeah on the album future yeah. albums or songs um so in 1982 jackson released his sixth studio album thriller you know when you say it's his sixth one is this his yeah. sixth solo album yes yes he whipped these out didn't he yeah well he done what four i said didn't i um while he was still... when he left yeah well before he left yeah but he was getting them out. Yeah, Michael released four albums yeah. between 72 and 75. Um, Off the Wall was his fifth. So Thriller is his sixth. Yeah. It was to become the best-selling album worldwide in 1983. Bear in mind, he gets 37% of mm -hmm. sales. And then worldwide, he's the best-selling. Yeah. And went on to become the best-selling album of all time in the US and eventually worldwide when selling an estimated 70 million 
copies. It topped the Billboard 200 album chart for 37 consecutive weeks. Stop. Like, I knew the album Thriller was, but I didn't know the numbers. And that's big. And was in the top 10 for 80 consecutive weeks. 80? Oh, my God. Everyone in the world surely has a copy of that. Like, that existed at that time. Must have a copy of Thriller. Like, do you? Did you buy no. it? Funny enough, I've got Off the Wall. I've got um, Bad. And I've got Dangerous. But you've not got Thriller? Didn't get Thriller. Yeah. Whoa. Too much into... To, well, no, not... You've got to remember, I was only 10. Yeah, you were still quite young, weren't you? I mean, I got off the wall, but I got that after. after, Yeah, only because I loved it. And I went, I bought the album. And I think it was cheap, but, you know, it was like like in a 99p bucket or something, you know, because it was, I bought it so long after. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have bought it when it first came out. So, yeah, that's that's the only reason. I, I bad was my first album of his, which I would. I mean, I can't think what's on Thriller. Obviously, Thriller, but Obviously, I mean, Thriller. on Bad was Dirty Diana and um, Smooth Criminal. That was a good album. Yeah, would Thriller have had like Pretty Young Thing? Possibly, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what would have been on it. Obviously, Thriller. Yeah, but was know. it one of those albums where people bought it because of the single? Because there's a, I can't oh, think okay. what would be on it. As I say, the Bad album for me was this. Was his best best one. Um, but I anyway, like I I always thought that Bad was a bigger than Thriller. I thought that's, that's what the I'm, one that's that what really I'm saying. I thought that was a yeah. So yeah, so uh, it became the first album to produce. Oh well, here we go. I've written it down and even forgot seven Billboard Hot 100 top ten hits, including. Oh no! It must be this. It has thriller I've got. It's thriller I've got. The girl it's got is Billie mine. Jean. Pretty young thing. Billy Jean. Baby be mine. The yeah. lady in my life. Thriller. Human nature. Want to be starting something. Beat it. Yeah. So you've got a thriller. I didn't think it was called thriller. Uh, but there we go. Because I, I, the album I well, got has definitely got beat it. You're one so of those. Like, I'll have to go and have a look now. It's on cassette. Um. Well, I just looked it up and that's what it says. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got it here now. So it became the first album to produce seven Billboard Hot 100 top 10 singles, including Billie Jean, Beat It, and Wanna Be Starting Something. Wanna oh, Be Starting Something. Uh, yeah. Um, in March 1983, Jackson reunited with his brothers for a tribute to Motown 25. So Motown 25, so 25 years. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, called Yesterday, Today and Forever, along with other Motown stars, the show had an estimated audience of 47 million. Jackson's own solo performance of Billy Jean, where he wore a glove, decorated with rhinestones, and debuted his moonwalk which would become his signature dance. Um, His performance saw him nominated for an Emmy Award. Um, 
However, Jackson had originally turned down the offer to appear until Motown founder Barry Gordy, sorry, Barry Gordy, agreed he could do a solo performance, even though his best known singles were not from the Motown Records catalogue. Mm. But, with Epic. to be fair, he's proper on a solo now. He, you yeah, know, yeah. he said he's, he's broken off. So and you can see he's obviously gonna... getting... You could look at it as an ego, or you could look at it as getting the the old PR going. Um, because I mean, I'll come yeah. on there, and you're the biggest name. Now, I'm not really going to say no, but I want to do a solo. They're not going to say no. They're not going to say no, because they need because to... Because he wouldn't go. And if he didn't he go, draw. they wouldn't get as many people in, would no, they? No, exactly. So you can see how, he's, how he is now. Um, at the 1984 Grammy Awards, Thriller won eight awards. A record Jackson holds with the band Santana. Amongst the wins were Album of the Year, Best Pop Vocal Performance, Record of the Year for Beat It, Best R&B Song for Billie Jean, and Best R&B Vocal Performance also for Billie Jean. Wow. Right, there we go. Uh, wouldn't it be lovely to just get those awards and just be told yeah, yeah. you're the best? Yeah. Your ego would be all there, wouldn't it? So the success saw Jackson labelled as the king of pop. And he would later be regarded as one of the most significant cultural figures of the 20th century. As the success transformed Jackson into a dominant force in global pop culture, with his record deal, bear in mind of his 37% Walters, mm. earning him $2 for every album sold. Well, we already know he sold 70 million of Thriller. So that's like... Which is around $6 in today's money. Mad. Which were record-breaking profits at the time. Mad. Who in gets 19... his money now? Sorry? Who gets his money now? Well, his estate. So I've missed a bit out. I should have... I've, I've just realised I've got an asterisk before that bit. Um, so apologies. So... After he'd won eight awards for the Grammy, with the yeah. Grammy, yeah. Jackson's performances drew comparisons to Elvis Presley's and the Beatles. Jackson is one of the best-selling music artists of all time, with estimated sales of over 400 million records worldwide. He had 13 Billboard Hot 100 number one singles, third highest of any artist, and was the first artist to have a top 10 single at the Billboard on the Billboard Hot 100 in five different decades. Mad. Oh, His awards God. include 15 Grammys, six Brit Awards, a Golden Globe. 39 Guinness World Records. Jackson was also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. 
the Vocal Group Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame, Dance Hall of Fame, where he is the only recording artist to be inducted, and the Rhythm and Blues Music Hall of Fame. Jackson also has a star on Hollywood's Walk of Fame. Mm. He's the first one, you know, that you've said about a star, I think. Uh-huh. I don't think you've said about... I don't think anyone else that we've no, ever I think spoken. we did with groups. Oh. Walk of Star. Maybe. Um, in 1989, Jackson's annual earnings from album sales, endorsements and concerts were estimated to be at $125 million. Forbes reported in 2018 that Jackson's total career earnings pre-tax were around $4.2 billion. Can you imagine? Do you know, no wonder he had a theme park in his back garden. Yeah. And, and a zoo, didn't he? A bit, yeah, and he owned a chimpanzee. Yeah. And he was a bit mad. Like, with all that money, you would be a bit insane. You would be a bit odd. So he released 10 solo albums between 1972 and 2001 and had 47 singles chart in the Billboard Hot 100. Jackson had 12 number ones on the Billboard Hot 100 with 1995's you Are Not Alone being his last. Oh, okay. Michael Jackson died on the 25th of June, 2009, less than three weeks before his concert was due to begin in London. Mad, that, isn't it? Jackson died that. of a cardiac arrest caused by an overdose from his prescribed med- medication. So he was on prescription yeah um now there is a lot about that i haven't written down obviously how, have you seen who was involved and yeah and have you seen like the theories that he's still oh, alive no that's theories rubbish yeah he's definitely gone so um mariah carey stevie wonder lionel richie and jennifer hudson all performed at his memorial service which just Tells you how big he was when you got names like that. Yeah, like that, yeah. Also, what's mad is that because of how much music he's produced and how big he was, um, that after he's died, a song was released. He's released songs since he's died because they have together from old songs and they've managed to make a song just by using that's 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 the thing with download charts now what do you mean no it's not wait that's just technology what do you mean what he's released songs that weren't released already no they have put together songs that just by using so akon you've heard of akon surely grow trees from them no that's an acorn. That's what he said. I said acon. A-K-O-N. A-K-O-N. He's a con. Yeah, whatever. He has got a song with Michael Jackson called Hold My Hand. Great song. But they didn't record that together. That is not 
Akon recorded it, but Michael Jackson's parts are all from like his song um, discography. They managed to take bits from all of his songs and put together a song. He's not physically recorded it. It's from pre recorded. I mean, it's funny because that's in the news at the moment about all the AI. Are we going yeah. too far? I mean, the oh, film God. film people, actors are on strike at the moment because mm. they can literally get AI to do their roles. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, when you when you say that you've done someone's recorded an album when they're dead, you know, that to me is a bit mm, no. mad, isn't it? But that's yeah. how much he's got. They were able yeah. to release a song. It's a good song, though. I do listen oh. to it quite often. Not gonna lie. It's a good song. Hold my hand. Okay. Listen to it. So, how do you want to do this then now with the. Um, are you going to do yours and I'll tell you where it came? You want me to go from 24 to 1? You do your order and yeah? I'll tell you what right. year it was released and where it came rather than okay. me do it. And me just tell you where yeah. I put it. So, okay. count from your worst to obviously the number. Yeah, one yeah, one. yeah. So, 24. And it's nothing against it. It's just not one of his best songs. It's not an up there. It's not upbeat. It's it's just a song. It's too. It's quite quiet for me. Is Liberian Girl? Oh, I love that song. Do you? Yes. That See, that's on the bad album. Okay. Well, that was released in 1989 and came number 13. Okay, like I say, it's nothing against it. It's just got better ones. My number twenty-three is—it's just—and I mentioned it at the beginning. It's just one of his like more lesser-known songs um, for me, not in general. Is "Get It" with Stevie Wonder? Okay, and obviously we said about it last week. Yeah. Released in 1988 and got to number 37, which is a big enough of a flop when you think of the two people involved. In when it. you think of, yeah, exactly. My number 22, I just don't think it's got as much in it. I think he could have done a lot more. It's not, it's not, it's, I don't know, it just doesn't sell him as much. Is Farewell My Summer Love. Okay. Released in 1984 and got to number seven. Oh, okay. It is nice, but yeah, just not for me. At number 21 for me, um, we, again, and one that we've had recently, and I think the chorus carries it. It's not got much else going for it, is Say, Say, Say with Paul McCartney. Released in 1983 got to number two it's just not mm. um number 20 it's a slow one i think it's very meaningful and shows off his like vocal um that you can do vocal range is she's out of my life one of his earlier solo efforts uh, oh. 1980 number three Number three, it is a nice one. It's just not. I don't know. It doesn't give me. The, um, same with the second. Uh, same with the next one at number nineteen for me. Again, I think it's very meaningful, but yeah, it's not up there. One day in your life. 
That was released in 1981. And that was a number one. Was it? Yes. Mm, okay. His second number one after Ben. Okay. No, it wouldn't have been his second, because didn't I say he had another one? No, it would have been his no. third. He had, um, oh, don't, don't stop oh, till you, don't stop till till you get, get enough. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was in the US, so I'm guessing it was number one in England as well. Yeah. But yeah, the UK, but yeah. Okay, so number 18. I really enjoy the music. There's just not as much content to the song compared to his others. So that's another part of me. Uh, that was released in 1988 and got to number 15. Okay. All right. So my 17 is one where he sounds younger in it. Um, I really like the musical elements. It's just, it's a swaying song. It's just not got that oomph and upbeatness to it. That's Girl, You're So Together. That was released in 1984 and got to number 33. Uh, I did like it, though. Number 16. Again, one that we've done before. And I don't get the point in Paul McCartney. It's catchy. It's sing-along. But it's, I don't know. Paul McCartney ruins it for me. It's The Girl Is Mine. Uh, that got to number eight in 1982. Oh, I mean, I already knew that, but it still shocks me. Uh, number 15 is a nice duet. It's nice and soft and the chorus changes in tempo. So it's got that nice build up. Um, it's I just can't stop loving you with. I can't say her name. Cedar Gallant. Cider yes. Garrett, Cedar Garrett. Cider Garrett, yeah. Released in 1987, got to number one. Oh, okay. It's not looking good for my uh, my songs. Two it? down, two to go. We're nowhere near. Um, my number 14. So it is an amazing song, and the video is a film, and it's iconic. But it just reminds me of Halloween. And I think that it's quite overplayed around that time, is Thriller. Uh, released in 1983, got to number 10. Mm. I'm surprised it went further up, to be fair. Number 13 is one of his early ones. It's still very disco. And it proper gets you moving. It's rock with you. Released in 1980, so the first of his in the 80s, mm -hmm. got to number seven. Okay, yeah, I'll take that. I thought that would be a high one. Okay, number 12 is a classic. Disco again, you can't help but move. Um, and I think this is the first one that gives, that gives uh, his iconic sounds of like, hee hee, woo, and all of that, um, is Billie Jean. Billie Jean, a very good song. Thought you'd have it higher than this. Um, 1983 got to number one. <laughs> Mad. Uh, <laughs> I 
I'm well intrigued at where like, my top 10 have come. Uh, number 11 for me, it's repetitive, it's fast paced, it's just catchy. Like when it's when you listen to it, it's just in your head. Uh, wanna be starting something. Wanna be starting something. Got to be starting something. Uh, also released in 1983, number eight. Oh, okay. Nice top 10. So into my top 10 now, number 10. So Feel Good, it's a classic oldie. Again, I'm intrigued at why it got released this late, but it's I Want You Back with Jackson 5. I think it was released as the Mo, part of the Motown anniversary. Right, okay. I think. That makes sense. Because he never performed with them, obviously. So yeah, yeah. I think it's it's it was to do with that. Um, released in 1988. Um, got to number eight. Fair enough. Number nine. It's a feel-good one. Sing along. It's the way you make me feel. Good song. Yeah. Released in 1987, got to number three. Oh, that's a high one. Okay, number eight. I think the music is just a piece of art. The lyrics are fantastic and it's got a good beat. It's Beat It. I love that song, as I said earlier. Yeah. Released in 1983, got to number three. Oh, yeah, I'm not shocked that it's that high, to be fair. Seven. It's catchy, and again, it's one that I love the lyrics of. Dirty Diana. Yeah, one of my favourites. 1988, number four. Okay. Number six. Again, like, I don't know, I think this one's, like, quite a... It's just well-known, um, and I can't... Ha I don't know, there's just something about it, like, when I listen to it, I... I I want to listen to it again. It's Smooth Criminal. Yeah, another good one off the album Bad with Dirty Diana and Liberian Girl. Um, Smooth Criminal, 1988, number eight. Okay. My number five. Again, it's a video that is a film. It's simple. And this is weird saying it to my dad, but in this song, his voice, is just attractive. I just love his voice in it. I don't know how he sings. I just love it. It's bad. Yeah, good song. Um, 1987, got to number three. Okay. Uh, my number four, it's just catchy. I feel like it's an all-rounder. And, yeah, it's not there. It's not in my top three, though, but it's pretty young thing. Um, from 1984, number 11. Oh, I thought oh, that would be higher. We've we gone wrong some. I've got three left. Yeah, so have I. That was my number four. Oh, that far. Sorry, yes. Okay. <laughs> I know. What, I, I think I know what your number one is. What? I should have said at the beginning. Man in the Mirror. Number three. Uh, it's one that I think, again, like tackles a good topic um, and really gets you thinking. It's Black or White. Which is the only song I gave you outside the 80s. 
Oh, really? It's 1991. Oh. And the reason I gave you it, because it was um, outside the 80s, but was number one. Uh, okay. Well, at least it's in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't number... an 80s, but yeah. No. Number two. When I saw it, like I can't help but sing it, and you have to belt your heart out to it. It's Leave Me Alone. Leave Me Alone. 1989 got to number two. Oh, and it's my number two. And yeah, you're right. My all time favorite song. And you actually, said last week, and I, I should have said it cheating. at the beginning. I knew you're cheating I'm... because when I said last week, Oh, do I have Man in the Mirror? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Last week you said it, and I was so I should have said it right at the beginning. I think your favorite's Man in the Mirror, unless something else yeah, comes up. That, you suddenly thought, oh, I forgot been... about this. Yeah, but that would have been cheating now. Nothing beats man in the mirror. I just, the lyrics, the message. Oh, it's amazing. So, yeah, it's my number one. My all time favorite. Good Good song. Released in 1988, and it did get to number two. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yes. So, that brings a close to Michael Jackson. I'll put the tick on there now for um, him being a hit. Um, but um, we're going to move on to his brother. My, I almost said Michael Jackson. Jermaine Jackson. Yes. So, obviously, I've had Battle of the Brothers this week. I had never heard of any Jermaine Jackson music. Um, I've gone for that. He's pop uh, disco, probably a bit of R&B as well. I think he's another performer. One thing I am going to point out, as much as I had 24 songs from Michael Jackson, pretty sure I've listened to Jermaine Jackson for just as long because he loves a long song. Some of his songs <laughs> are like six, seven minutes long. Really? Yeah. But like when I first was listening to Burning Hot, I was in the car and I was like, am I still listening to this song? That was halfway home. Usually I can get like five songs in my work journey. Not when you've got Jermaine Jackson on, you can't. Um, He's less upbeat as time went on. Um, so I think maybe he was trying to weigh from like the Jackson 5 and then also like hit the Michael Jackson comparisons maybe. So he tried yeah. to like change his music up, I think. Um, not really any videos, but I know what he looks like from Jackson 5 and I've seen like album artwork. I think he ages well. Um, and to be honest, when you look at what he's dressed like, he just loves a pair of tight trousers and uh, like a opened open shirt at the top with his buttons okay so from gary indiana funny enough like michael jackson his brother active since 1965 i think that was the same as michael jackson as well yep and obviously because they um, <laughs> no funny enough michael jackson's been active since 1964 so he was oh he was, um, i wonder ahead. what the difference is yeah so whether he didn't join straight away yeah i can't remember from when we did the jackson five who was in it. he's a singer songwriter and bassist um and his genres are Pop, R&B, soul, and funk. 
He started out in the Jackson 5, and like Michael, he left to start a solo career. Jermaine was the second vocalist of the Jacksons, after younger brother Michael, as we've just said. Jermaine did sing lead on some of their biggest hits, though. 1970's I'll Be There and 1969's I Want You Back. Jermaine left the group when they left Motown and signed with Epic Records and changed their name to the Jacksons. Mm -hmm. Jermaine had just married Motown's founder, Berry Gordy, who we just said was the one who managed to get Michael to come back for the tribute to Motown. Um, He married his daughter, Hazel, and decided to stay with Motown and go solo after seeing the success of his brother, Michael. Jermaine was replaced in the family group by his youngest brother, Randy Jackson. Jermaine didn't have the success of his brother, Michael, as a soloist, although he was nominated for a Grammy Award in the Best Male R&B Vocal Performance category for his 1980 album, Let's Get Serious and his 1989 single, Don't Take It Personal, hit, which hit number one. It obviously wasn't released in the UK. Oh. However, it did hit number one on the US Billboard R&B singles chart. Not the Hot 100, but the R&B. It's not the same, like, as much as we're, like, a chart in position to chart when you got Michael Jackson as your brother mm. getting number one on an R&B chart is not the same as what he's up to no. is it no, no. in 1985 his duo with Pia Zadora When the Pain Begins to Fall topped several singles charts in Europe Jermaine became a record producer and produced and recorded duets with Whitney Houston for her Ooh. debut album in 1985. Oh, so he went on down a different route. Yeah. Jermaine later rejoined the Jacksons and remained throughout their various breakouts and reunions. In 1997, Jermaine was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with the Jackson Five. And in 2001, he reunited with his brothers to perform for the Michael Jackson 30th anniversary special. So not a lot to write about him because he didn't really do a lot. As you said, you haven't really heard of him. No. Um, But he did have a few songs in the UK. Um, Starting with 1980, Let's Get Serious, got to number eight. Okay. That was my favourite. Upbeat catchy good start to him fast pace bit repetitive but you know like it got you involved and it was his shortest song as well 1980 burning hot number 32 yeah people probably gave up seven minutes long i think it might have been longer seven minutes long dad um in and you know what it's got a good beat but it just stays the same. And so for seven minutes, it with no like changing like the tempo or whatnot, it's just 
and there's not much content to the song. It just kind of repeats itself, but for seven minutes. It's a lot. 1981, You Like Me, Don't You? Number 41. So just outside, and I gave you it because there was... Not many songs this week outside of Michael no, Jackson. No, no, no. Um, again, another long one. This one, it's got good sounds and it's got good vocals. It's got simple lyrics. Um, so it's probably my second favourite. Like, weren't a bad one. What let it down is the blooming length of it. Um, 1985, Do What You Do was his best single in the UK at number six. Okay, it's a love song. And do you know what? It really shows off his vocals. Like, you can see how talented he is. So I liked that. But yeah, let's get serious. Yeah. was my favourite. Okay. Just before we move on, I just looked at who Man in the Mirror come to number two, who not who stopped and getting to number one. And I have to say, it's a song I don't even know. Oh, it was wow. by Cascadia. And it was called... Just lost it. Something about on the dance floor, but I literally I don't know what I've done. I've just lost it. Surely not. Yeah. No, that's not but an eighties song. Cascada on the dance floor. Cascadia, yeah, that was number one. With Man in the Mirror number two. There is a Evac song Evacuate the Dance Floor. Yeah, that's not an eighties song. Well, it clearly was in nineteen eighty eight, it got to number one. By what's read out who it's by, Bellis? Oh, I've, I've got to find it again now. Hold on, hold on. If back you the dance floor, do 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 do. Oh, you're right. Man in the Mirror didn't get to number two originally. Oh, which means say... that most of these others may not of because, oh. as you said, they've all been re released and what have you. Um, yeah, because these charts are from 2009. Uh, Man in the Mirror, when... when originally released, only got to number 21. Okay, yeah, pretend that's not happened. We're gonna go with that. <laughs> so, because it's been re released, it did better in 2009. Than yeah, it did in 1988 when it was initially released. But think about what 2009 was. That's when he died. Yes. So everyone's gone out and bought so it. And exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. People can, um, you can literally dictate the charts nowadays without records right. having to be released. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Yeah. You yeah. can dictate it because if it's done on downloads, if everyone yeah. likes Man yeah. in the Mirror in and downloaded it. In 2009, Dad loads weren't happening probably they were at the beginning you were still buying off of itunes you were still buying them they weren't like the subscriptions that you have now where then you download it you were still buying them no but you could it did the single didn't have to be released is what i'm trying to say yeah like it didn't have to no. be released brand new no yeah but like if you think in 2009 when i was making my own cd of michael jackson i was using limewire couldn't just make a playlist like i do now yeah. i was burning it illegally but okay i wonder how many of his other songs are like that well i've obviously written down the 
the top yeah. position the top. thinking it was from when it was released and actually it could not be yeah um but yeah but i have just looked dirty diana did get to number four in the 80s oh, okay. did check. it's only because it was the next song yeah um but yeah so okay um moving on i've got i've got to hold my hands up here what? this artist isn't who i thought it was <laughs> what do you mean well eric carmen yeah <laughs> did not did not get big because of a levi's advert which another eric similar did right and but by the time i'd realized i'd already written my notes so when we come to the songs i've given you right you might be surprised with the um chart positioning why are these not top 40s um well one is but one isn't but there's a reason i get when i wrote them down i gave you but i don't know what i was thinking when i done it i'll explain it all Right. I won't tell you who the other person is because you've obviously got them at a later date. I've checked. Right. I have got him down. I don't. I think when I put this person down, who shouldn't have even been in here, um, I was thinking of the other Eric. Yep. Right. But okay. We will come to that at another time. <laughs> right. All right. Eric Carmen, though, was born in Cleveland, Ohio, U.S. He oh. has been active since 1967. He is a pop rock, soft rock, power pop genre artist. I wouldn't have singer... got any of those genres. I wrote down nothing for his genre. I was like, I don't oh, know. Right. But also, when you get given two songs and you've got that <laughs> amount of Michael Jackson, you can't listen to anything else. I had no idea. He's a singer, songwriter, guitarist and keyboardist. Ah, so before I, I go, is there anything you want to add to him? One thing was like that he really can play his instruments and he has a massive amount of hair. But it's not like it's long. He's just got volume. Like volume. Um, he can do both soft and like slow, soft and like his upbeat songs. Um, and now I don't know if to ask this question, but I'm like, did he used to be in a band? But it's like, do you know what you're talking about now? No. <laughs> no, I have, I've learned about him. I've got it written down. Um, <laughs> yes, he was in a band, not a well-known one. Was, not really? over this. Yeah, not over yeah. here. It wasn't known over here. I've never heard That's of That's only because of a video that I watched. I was like, oh, the raspberries, I take it. I didn't like, because I'd never heard of him. I was like, they couldn't have been that big if I've not yeah. had him. So. Eric Carmen, although born in America, his family is of Russian Jewish descendant. Right. At the age of two, he was entertaining his parents with impressions. By the age of five, oh, sorry, by the age of three, he was in Eurythmics program, um, which is um, a method of teaching music. Which I guess is where Eurythmics get their name from. I don't know. Because I've never heard of it. But there yeah, we go. Um, at the Cleveland Institute of Music is where that he done that Eurythmics program. Um, by six, he was learning violin from his aunt. 
um, who was a violinist in the Cleveland Orchestra. By 11, he was playing piano and dreaming of writing his own songs. The arrival of the Beatles and the Rolling Stones altered his dream slightly as he started playing piano and singing in the rock bands like the Fugitives, the Harlequins, the Sounds of Silence and the Sirius Eerie. Sirius Eerie. Mm. Although a classically trained pianist, Carmen became a self-taught guitarist player and at 15 he started guitar lessons but felt the approach uh, did not fit with what he wanted so he decided to teach himself. He don't mess about, does he? He's quite. And that was just fifteen. That's right. He's quite a little man, isn't he? So yes. Determined. While at Cyrus Erie, he recorded some commercially unsuccessful singles, released under contract with Epic Records. And while the band's guitarist Wally Bryson also played with one of the Cleveland's most popular bands, the Choir who had a minor hit in 1967 with It's Cold Outside. They, uh, when, so when Sirius Erie and the choir disbanded, Carmen and Bryson, along with other choir members, Jim Bonfonti and Dave Smalley, formed the Raspberries, a rock and roll band who are seen as one of the early bands to play with a power pop sound. Carmen was the lead singer and co-wrote all their hit songs. After the Raspberries broke up in 1975, Carmen started his own solo career and took the direction of soft rock with power ballads. Carmen's first solo released uh, first solo album was released in 1975, the self-titled Eric Carmen. And it made number 21 on the Billboard Hot 200 album chart and was certified gold in 1977 with sales exceeding 500,000 copies. So in two okay. years, he sold yeah. 500,000 copies. Stop Three singles from the album made the charts. 1975's All By Myself reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1976, Never Gonna Fall In Love Again reached number 11, while also in 1976, Sunrise peaked at number 34. So he almost had a number one. Yeah. Carmen's second album in 1977, Boats Against the Current, received mixed reviews and only made number 45 on the Billboard Hot 200, while the single She Did It reached number 23 on the Billboard Hot 100. His next three albums, Change of Heart, 1978, Tonight Your Mine, 1980, and Eric Carmen in 1984, yes, his second self-titled album. I was just thinking that, you know. Like, I was <laughs> that swearing. wasn't a re-release. It was a second album, also <laughs> called Eric Carmen. That's so you could go into a record store and go, have you got Eric Carmen by Eric Carmen? Yeah, and you get home and it's not the album you wanted. It's the other one. It's the other one. <laughs> That's not confusing at all. Anyway, they were all flops. 
Oh. Not one of them got in the charts. His next chart success wouldn't happen until 1987 with his cover of Hungry Eyes, which was used for the film Dirty Dancing. Soundtrack. Uh, yeah, I thought so. And reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100. In 1989, he released the single Make Me Lose Control. Uh, which reached number three on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the Billboard Adult Contemporary Chart. The single promoted his To the Best of Eric Harmon album. Um, and then in 2004, the Raspberries were formed to perform a series of sold-out live performances. So, that was Eric Carmen. Mm-hmm. Not the man from the Levi's advert, who I thought it was. When did you tell me that there was a man from a Levi's advert? Or are you just saying that that's... No, no, no. That's who I thought it was. Right, okay. okay. When you said it, I was like, I swear you've not told me about a man yeah. from a Levi's advert. No, no, no. That's who I thought this was. Okay. And it was only when I was writing down the singles, I thought, Hang on there. He hasn't had a hit. Why am I even got him on the list? <laughs> but by that time, I'd already you're written all me, that. You're telling me that his two songs that I've got and that one of them was a big hit? One of them was. Well, it's going to be because of Dirty Dancing, isn't it? But why no, do I know? That's the one I thought. So, here we go. I recognise both of them. Okay. Eric Carmen, 1976. <laughs> All by myself, number 12. Well, I recognise that one. Love the piano in it. Does take a minute to get into it. And it get, like it starts off really quiet and gets better. It's really soft. But I recognise it. I really like that. That was my favourite too. Well, you've just had a bonus song because you shouldn't have had it. Okay. You shouldn't have had any of Eric Carmen. Okay. Because he had no hits in the 80s. <laughs> 1988. Hungry Eyes, number four in the US, from the film Dirty Dancing, a big film. Yeah. Number 82 in the UK chart. Shut up. Number 82. And that is from that year. Yes. Stop. And it came from Dirty Dancing. That's yeah. not a small little just no. a US film. Yeah. It just gets you from the first beat. I recognise that one as well. Good intro. Gets you in it. Yeah. Oh. There we go. That's Eric Carmen. And by oh. rights, you shouldn't have had him. Never well. had a top 40 hit in the 80s. <laughs> Hungry Eyes, well known, was in the film outside the top 70, top 80. And the other hit was from 1976. So, yeah. That's mad. Okay. So, moving on to Peter Satira. Yeah. I've gone for Pop Rock. Uh, is he like a one-hit wonder? I think the song I've got, because I recognise, like I said to you, every single song you've given me this week, I recognise Bar Jermaine Jackson. So, I recognise this, know it, start singing along. Is it from The Karate Kid? It is. Okay. 
um on him like because of only had one and like i said i did not listen to any more michael jackson um i could only go off one so he looks a bit airbrushed he looks a bit too perfect a bit weird um and again lots of volume in his air yeah i'm guessing okay. one it wonder so peter satira from chicago chicago illinois u.s Active since 1962. Rock, soft rock, jazz fusion is his genres. Okay. He's a singer, songwriter, guitarist, and bassist. So, talented man. Satira is best known for being in the band Chicago. I did wonder why you were going Chicago. I'm like, yes. From 1967 until his departure in 1985. He wrote and sang the band's first number one, If You Leave Me Now, in 1976, Mm. which won the band a Grammy Award for Best Vocal Performance. As a solo artist, Satira had five top 40 singles on the Billboard Hot 100 between 1986 and 1997 with two number ones in 1986 Glory of Love and The Next Time I Fall with Amy Grant Glory of Love was the theme song from the film Karate Kid Part 2 and was nominated for an Academy Award the best original song from a motion picture. Satira released seven studio albums between 1981 to 2004, with his second album, Solitude Solitaire, in 1986, reaching number 23 on the Billboard Hot 200 chart. In 2014, Chicago's first album, Chicago Transit Authority, featuring satira on bass and vocals was inducted into the grammy hall of fame satira himself was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame as a member of chicago in 2016 as well as the songwriters hall of fame in 2017. the members of chicago received a grammy lifetime achievement award in 2020 so yeah not bad for one hit wonder no not at all but then because he was in a band (laughs) he's not really is he um so glory of love released in 1986 got to number three yeah i knew these others wouldn't have number ones because of our little songs they've got um recognize it like i say you can proper sing your heart out it's got a great build up to it like throughout the song oh no it it is a really good song it deserves that number three moving on then to angry anderson yeah gone with rock um this right now i don't know about on spotify because i didn't really look but when i was watching the videos when I type in anger, all I have to do is type in Angry Anderson and all that comes up is this one song, just different type of videos from it. 
But one thing that did keep coming up is something about a scene in Neighbours. <laughs> and I didn't watch it, but I'm guessing the song was played in Neighbours or someone sang it or summit. But I'm like, is this a one-hit wonder as well? Because nothing else, like I say, you type in Angry Anderson, all these different versions of, like, different videos to suddenly come up and that is it so even if i wanted to i don't think i could have listened to any more um intrigued as to why he's angry because he don't look like an angry man um very 80s looking bar he doesn't have the volumized hair but he fits in very well he's just bald okay i have got the single if you want to listen to it like most people i have listened to it like most people did just in case those youtube videos uh, weren't enough yeah so angry anderson born gary stephen anderson <clears throat> in melbourne victoria in australia been active right. since 1971 he okay. is a singer songwriter and is hard rock blues rock and rock and roll rock <laughs> so he is professionally known as angry anderson mm -hmm. and he is the lead vocalist of hard rock band rose tattoo never heard of him i think they're mainly australian i was gonna um, yeah, since 1976 and is the only remaining original band member so they're still going and he's still a member mm. Um, where he gets his angry from, I don't know. It's just what he's professionally known as, and I'm guessing he got angry a lot. I don't know. Or maybe he's really calm and mellow, and they called him angry. Who knows? Who knows? Um, the band who only had releases in their native Australia had five charting albums between 1978 to 1986, with 1982's Scarred for Life peaking at number 11 in the Australian album chart, while they had four singles in the top 30. Not bad. Angry Anderson yeah. is best known for his international hit, When a Man Loves a Woman. Well, he's not. No. I'm oh, just... I was going to say. <laughs> Angry <laughs> Anderson is best known for his international hit, Suddenly. You're such a dad. In 1987, which Anderson wrote, and it was used by Australian soap Neighbours for the wedding of Scott Charlie. and Charlene, yes, played by Jason Donovan and Kylie Minogue. That's why it kept coming up. I mean, I didn't watch him, so I didn't see... Otherwise, I'd have been like, oh, well, that makes sense. Because yes. Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan. Watch it uh, for a bit of soap history. No, I know who the they biggest are. biggest scenes probably seen, episodes seen in Neighbours. Probably the, be the biggest episode yeah. in Neighbours. I know who they are, but, yeah. Well, this and is before like they were big, big. This no, is but, like, I know their characters and whatnot, and I know that they were, like, a massive thing in, in Neighbours, but I've never watched any of it. The single reached number two in Australia. So if it only gets number it? two in Australia, you know it's not going to get number it's one in It's not going to get very far Australia, is it? Um, and it got to number three in Ireland. Oh, okay. 
Rose Tattoo members were inducted into the Australian Recording Industry Association, ARIA for short, yeah. Hall of Fame in 2006. Fair there we go. There's more to Angry Anderson than suddenly. In Australia, yeah, nowhere else. In Australia with his band Rose Tattoo. But all suddenly, released in 1988, got to number three in the UK. I mean, that's not bad going for a little Aussie man, is it? But it's Neighbours that pushed it, I guess, isn't it? It was Neighbours and it was a scene and actually I'm surprised they get to number one. I think everyone bought it. I've got I've got a copy. Well, they didn't. Well, they didn't. well clearly not, because it would have got to number one. No. But yeah. Um, again, it's one that I recognise. Don't know why, but it's obviously that big. Beautifully sung, slow, got some nice depth to it. Like I don't know, it's just got layers. The music, the build up, oh, it all just goes perfectly. Good song. Okay, I'm just seeing if I can see what was number one because. Whatever was number I one mean, must have got some serious sales. I mean, just um, make sure you're looking at the right to, chart, Dad. Well, I looked at the right chart before. The problem is, is as I've said, this new layout, it, you can't see. All it tells you is where it comes. It doesn't tell you when. Well, it gives you the release date, which is why I've, you know. But yeah. that's not, it's, it's just giving when it was released, first release, and obviously its highest chart position. The fact yeah. that the highest chart position wasn't necessarily when it was released doesn't really matter on this um nope they're not yeah. thinking about us no. <sighs> how many andys are there my god it's not even andy it's angry no but and comes before ang oh oh it's this new site, see? Before you used to type it in and then eventually it would come up. This one, you have to search through. You put in A and then you have to go through all the A's. So it's number three for three two. weeks. Mistletoe and wine. So it's Christmas. Oh, you also got married at Christmas. And funny enough, number two was especially for you, Kylie and Jason. So that's oh, what well, kept I mean... the chance. <laughs> no, no real surprises with any of them. There you go. Um, exactly the same the following week. He then dropped down, but then had a resurgence and oh. went back up again, um, which is a bit weird. So he went three, three, four, four, and then back up to number three. Um, oh, and this time, it's not giving me the chart. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, especially for you, was number one. And uh, Erasure Crackers International Stop was number two. Hmm. So there we go. That is a good song. So that brings the end to this week. Yep. I'm guessing um, we got one hit anyway, but we will find out about the others. Don't know what you're on about. It's not that well, obvious. Yeah, let's start with Michael Jackson then. Dad influenced daughter did or did Can I right, let me say this then on you. <laughs> no, I think you uh, knew of him before. This was just me. <laughs> no. This has been my love for Michael Jackson for a long time. So yes, he's a hit, but 
you have not educated me or influenced me in any way, shape or form. Okay. <laughs> we did say you didn't know something well, about him, I think, when I was going through him, didn't you? Yeah, white well, belt is known. Oh, you didn't know he had a broken nose from doing break dancing or whatever, dance routine. Didn't know that, did you, eh? I mean, that's not influenced whether I like his music or not, but... Okay. Jermaine Jackson. He's a miss. Didn't do it for me. Well, didn't do it full stop, did. really, did he? Well, no, he didn't, did he? I mean, he had number six and a number eight. He had two top ten hits. But yeah, that's not nothing. too bad at all, no. but his type of music just isn't for me, and I don't think he did anywhere else either. I mean, he obviously didn't, but... Yeah. Um, the man you shouldn't have had, Eric Carmen. He was a hit. I like him. Yeah. So, you can give me uh, a That's definitely a dad influence there. Yeah. <laughs> but you've got to remember, I also recognise all the other songs I've had this week. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was a hit. Give me him again. Do that accident again. That's fine. Yeah, I, like, I enjoyed him. The only thing that I don't like, because I recognise that all the others this week, I don't like that I didn't go out and listen to more. Do you know what I mean? To influence me that bit further. But... And the other bloke isn't even Eric. Shut up. No, it's not even an Eric. It's a, I'll tell you who he is because you've got him. It's a while yet. It's Nick Kamen. Oh, okay. The surname. All right. But yeah, so, he's not everybody. But for some Eric... reason, I thought it was him when I was wrote for well i don't know why i've even written it i've never i've obviously never heard of him don't know who he is <laughs> i know of angry eyes obviously but yeah it, that hungry eyes wouldn't have been enough for me to put him on this list no it it's not a song that sticks out unlike gloria love which was in yeah. karate kid and was a good song yeah. hungry eyes wasn't that sort of song but yeah i got him up and i've just looked it's not even eric Kamen anyway it's nick Kamen. <laughs> so there we go That's quite funny Oh, bless um, Moving on. Peter Satira. Another hit. Another Fantastic. Hit. I really love like that it. song. Um, Angry Anderson. Another hit. Enjoyed him as well. They can all come again. You've had good a great week. week. Then. It's a really good week. Really? And you had five of them, though, didn't you? So just yeah. because of the amount of Michael Jackson. Obviously. Also does help that I recognise a lot of the songs. Yeah. But no, I had a good week. It was a really good week, not gonna lie. I enjoyed but like if you take out Jermaine Jackson, that's a great playlist I had, you know. Uh, it was fantastic. So yeah, thanks for that. Okay. So are you ready for next week's Can We Top It? If one yeah. man can, this man can. Someone better than Michael Jackson. In my eyes. Dunno. Uh. Okay. Series four, episode seven. Prince. Oh, I've never really listened to Prince, you know. He sung Purple Rain though, didn't he? Yeah. That's all I know. That's all I know. And I like that. I don't think he'd be better than Michael Jackson. Okay. But he can give him a run for his money. Bob Marley. Oh. And that, oh, I do like a bit of Bob. But then I'm not the biggest reggae fan, but I do like a bit of Bob Marley. Mm. Boris Gardner. Don't know who he is. Rebel MC. Nope. 
Harold Faltermeyer. No, but what a name. Stan Ridgway. No. No idea. There we go. Okay, prints. So that one. means I've not got many print songs. Not many. Not as many as Michael Jackson, no. All so, right. throw them at me. There we go. I will send over the songs just to recap. Yeah. That's Prince, Bob Marley, Boris Gardner, Rebel MC, Harold Faltermeyer, and Stan Ridgway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. see. All right. All right. On that note, I shall say goodbye. Goodbye, Dad. See you next week. <laughs>